Hey everyone, welcome to Blood, Sweat and Beers. I am Tony and I'm joined by Kirsch. It has been a couple weeks since we last recorded with a, a chaotic couple weeks and excited to be back in the saddle and have a good chat today and excited to catching up and hear about what's going on. I know you've all been so patiently waiting, anxious anticipation for our return, but don't worry, we are back. We are here, and I think we have some updates. You just celebrated a birthday. And I, I did, I did. I got a sneak peek of some of the fun on the boat and all, but I would love to hear about this whole situation, especially how do you celebrate a birthday in a socially distant lockdown world? Uh, well, you know, it's actually it actually wasn't um, – as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Like, as I've said before, like we're in small training groups. We're in groups of, or we're in two groups. So we're in groups of like 10 right now. So like, I still got to celebrate my birthday with like 10 people. And, you know, when I think about like people that I would want to be celebrating with, it's like teammates are top of that list. So like, you know, I got to celebrate 26 with uh, like, you know, 10 of my best friends. Cause you know, they're my teammates, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. And you spend so much time with them as it is. And you've gone through this whole transition of getting back into the training center, going through practices, growing together. And I think that is, you, you absolutely nailed it. Spending time with those people and who mean the most to you was so fun. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's also really special. Like we spend all this time together, like on the field and training, but like, it's also fun to like get to hang out and like get to know each other outside of just being on the field. And so like, this was a really nice excuse to get to do that. Um, it's actually something. So for everyone listening, uh, we, I rented a boat, a pontoon boat, um, and we went out on the um, Mission Bay is what it's called, but it's just the bay in San Diego. Um, and we had a pontoon boat afternoon, uh, the 10 of us, which was like such a California birthday thing to do in October. Because <laughs> obviously, like, where else in the world can you do that in the middle of October? Seriously. Um, but yeah, it's something I wanted to do since I've been out here is like rent a boat and get out there. So that was really cool. And it was a really nice excuse to do that. Um, and it was just... Uh, you know, like, it's a great excuse to, like, you know, get out on a Friday and, like, day drink during the day and, like, with all your best buddies. Like, it's a, it's a pretty good time. That's amazing. Do you know how to drive a boat? Okay, well, so I was not the one driving the boat. My roommate actually is the one who stepped up and was like, I will be your boat DD, pretty much. <laughs> Which was a huge, uh, that was basically a birthday present in itself to me because I didn't have to worry about it. Amazing. But out here, you just have to have a driver's license to be able to drive the boat it's, it's not like a super um intensive system which is a little scary if you think about it but uh do they teach you this or what do you do they like push you off the dock and you just go floating around or how does this work did you zoom around i mean i don't suppose you zoom around on a pontoon no okay so it's actually a really interesting story so the way that this whole whole thing played out could have actually been like way worse but uh so like we all we all like pile into the boat and like we're excited you know it's one o'clock on a friday um and we get on the boat and they start like trying to teach uh my roommate how to drive it like these are the controls or whatever um and the boat won't start and so we go through like five minutes of we're all sitting there and like they they can't get the boat to like turn over like they can't get it to start and we're like, oh, this is probably a bad sign. Like, are you guys sure? Like, we should be taking this one. Like, there's a, like a few other pontoon boats that are just like sitting there. We're like, should we get another one? And they're like, no, no, you guys will be fine. Like, they brought like a few guys down. Eventually, the boat started. And they're like, all right, you guys should be fine. And like the whole time, we're all just sitting there like 
just knowing that like we're gonna get out there and for some reason like something's gonna happen because the boat <laughs> wouldn't start. So we're just kind of waiting for it at this point. So, uh, so they send us on our way. We, it, it takes us like a half hour to get like out of like the docking area and like out of the no wake zone into like the bay area where you can like, you know, you can't really open up much on a pontoon boat, but where you can kind of start driving like a little bit faster. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, the engine cuts out and, uh, we're out of gas. No. Yeah. So we're like, and like, you know, gas is supposed to be included. Like, this is something they 100% should have checked. We get a half hour into this ride and we are out of gas. And, uh, we all dealt with it. You know, I think we're all getting really adaptable with everything going on because we, we just, uh, you know, we anchored down. Um, we were swimming in the water. Like, you know, we were having a good time. Like, we, we made the most of it, but we like sat there waiting for them to come find us. They had to get, bring us gas. We'd go all the way back to the dock, which took like an hour because like the boat wouldn't move that fast because they had like no gas. And then they refueled it and then they sent us back out for like the last hour. But it was just like a lot of back and forth and, it was like I like looking back on it, I'm like, wow, this could have been a big bummer. But what ended up happening is because basically we lost most of the time, uh, they refunded the whole thing. So we got free free birthday boat excursion, which was amazing and like the best case scenario for that whole situation. Yeah, seriously, that's amazing. I love it. For free, we got to have a good time out in the water. It was a beautiful day, like it was amazing. It looked so fun. I wish I was there. It looks like such a good time. Yeah, it's a big. Uh, I think it's just something that a lot of people do out in out out here. So like it it was uh, a very California birthday to break in like you know the year yeah. of like fully living in California. You know, trying to embrace being a Cali kid. So man, first first Cali birthday. And so yeah. how was the next day? Did you have training the next day? Uh, no, we, uh, so we went on a Friday, so we had the weekend to, um, like recover a little bit. Yeah. Very, it was a very, uh, very much planned timing. (laughs) That's amazing. So tell me a little bit about your training then. So went back at it Monday. Well, you had a week off. I think we last spoke when you had a week off a couple weeks ago, got right back into it, crushed your personal best timing for a Bronco. Unbelievable test. So this again, if you haven't listened before, it is this uh, speed, endurance, agility test sort of thing where it is absolutely brutal. Um, if you're anything like me or even slightly athletic, we don't stand a chance in hell. And uh, you actually crushed, crushed it under, what, five minutes? 4.55. There we go. Of course, you would never forget that. And then you went straight back into training. So now it's like sort of that second leg. Is that what you call it, second phase? Yeah, we're in our second phase. Um, so our second phase is this two groups of 10. Uh, we actually go full squad next week, which will be really oh, exciting. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, because I mean, there's some people on my team who I like have not seen from like, like I, I've only seen from six feet apart for like the last seven months now, which is so crazy to think about, you know, like we see each other in passing, but like some of my teammates, I have not really hung out with them in like seven months, which is wow. insane because we're so used to spending pretty much like every day seeing each other. Mm-hmm. So then help me understand why, so you've been in these small groups, groups of 10, and then even though you've been in your sort of your own bubbles, why have 
they not immersed the training groups yet, even though it's been many, many weeks? So they're trying to do it in like a really systematic way because if anything happened, like if anyone somehow picked up COVID from like their personal bubble, they want to, they don't want to have to shut down the entire training program. Ah. So like the groups of 10 is like, okay, well, if one person gets it, you only have to shut down half the team and the other group can still be training Mm -hmm. as opposed to once we go to a full group, like it's like, okay, like if anything happens, like the whole team is now down and out and that's a lot harder to like account for and deal with. So everyone is, has to be super responsible and you trust everyone to keep their personal bubbles tiny or whatever that is. Do you go to, do you have to order groceries or can you go to the store? Uh, so like the way the agreement works is like, you can do like essential activities, which is like considered grocery store and like stuff like that. Like you're supposed to be limiting like non-essential activities basically. And like keeping your personal bubble, like your bubble outside the team small. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a lot of trust. I mean, we're not in a situation where like the NBA, which was the most successful bubble, but like they got to keep everyone at Disney, you know, like it's yeah. not like one of these situations where we can afford to have like a really true bubble. So it really does come down to like everyone making smart decisions and, yeah. uh, you know, just trusting everyone is doing, you know, their part to not get all of us sick pretty much. And I, I think... Yeah. Also, a lot of it is like no one wants to be that kid that tests positive and the whole team gets shut down. Like that's oh, a lot of guilt. Yeah, so like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of trust, but yeah, it's it's pretty exciting that we're finally like we're finally almost back to full squad. Which yeah. um, it's literally like March. I think we got shut down in March, so Amazing. it's really been a long time. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's a long, long time. And then, so how many training groups are there? Just two. Two, yeah. Okay, so now what? You get back in full squad. Um, how, what's the training look like? What's the timeline on that? What are you working on? What is that? Yeah, so we get into full squad at the end of next week, which is going to be the first time that like we've had we we actually can play like seven on seven at all like in the last mm-hmm. seven months. So like everything we've been doing like at most is like five five attackers like on like three or four defenders like we have not like it's just it's going to be so different to just be playing like full numbers of people on the field again but yeah we do that next the end of next week and then the week after that is actually our competition week so we're going to be on site for a week like whole whole group like living on site and we'll be playing like actual competition games against each other wow okay so on site as in where will you go uh, we're going to be, like, on at the training center. We're going to be staying in, like, the dorms on the training center. Oh, wow. And and why would you do that? Is that just sort of to get into that sort of competition mindset as you would have if you were in a competition? I think it's a little bit that. And it's also, like, even more so, like, we're going to be moving in. Like, it's it's more of a precaution as well. Like, we're going to be full team. And this way, no one can leave. Like, you, you we're sure that no one's going to pick up COVID, like, while we're all there. Like, kind of a little bit of a precautionary thing. And also it's been so long since we're all together. So like we have a lot of really cool, like uh, connection activities planned and like, like bonding type stuff. So like, it'll be like a cool week for us all to like get together for the first time in a long time. So cool. Early November, you'll be doing that. Yeah. First week of November. Yeah. And, um, you just playing each other. So is it like white versus blue team or how does that work? Yeah, it's going to be, so the two training groups run right now are going to be playing against each other. So like the group we've been training with for the last, month or so I mean we've spoken about this before going full on against your teammates 
Um, do you hold back during this competition phase? I mean, I wouldn't say you hold back. I think, I think with rugby, especially like it's almost worse when you hold back, like you're almost more likely to get hurt. Like if you're not hitting somebody as hard or as properly, or like if you're like, you know, running slowly into a tackle as opposed to just like trying to break the tackle, you know, like it's almost riskier to not be like fully committing to um, playing. Mm -hmm. So it sucks though, a little bit, like you don't want to be hitting your teammates. Like you don't want to put in like a big hit on somebody. Like it's not really that fun to be hitting people that you, you know, but it's the only way for us to get better right now. Like we have no competition options. Like this is like the best we can get. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you kind of just got to embrace, like get, you just got to kind of em- embrace the contact like yesterday. So in the build up to this, we're doing like contact progressions. Cause they're like, you can't just go zero to a hundred. So yesterday was actually the first time that we've actually hit other people. Like we were doing just like, you know, um, not like open field tackling, but like two steps into a tackle, but like we were hitting each other and like we were getting used to like being hit again. And that's some, definitely something that like after seven months, you like kind of have to get your mind right about or else it's just going to be terrible and you're going to hate every second of it. So well, I can imagine. I mean, if you haven't been tackled in seven months, oh, gee, yeah, that first hit's going to, I mean, of course you're just so fast. You just you run away. Oh, uh, yeah, but when you're in small squares like that, you're getting hit. You know that uh, it's coming. Like I am very sore after it. Like parts of your body that you don't really realize are going to be sore. Like obviously, like my neck and shoulders are sore, but like my like you know my arms are like my forearms and my biceps are sore from like trying to like make tackles and like hold on to people. And it's just like those little things that like you don't you don't remember really hurt you that much until you do it again for the first time, and you're like you're like oh yeah oh yeah there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so are you, how, how are you recovering? Are you in ice baths? What do you, what is the probability to recovery? Oh, would they, they have ice baths available, but I am i I'm too much of a baby for that. I really. Because I, I need a recovery after just a work day. So, um, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've watched, um, I follow Jesse Itzler. I'm a huge fan of his on Instagram and he is very much into these ice spots just from a breathing perspective, meditation perspective. And, um, it looked so easy when you watch it online that I'm like, Oh, I could absolutely do it. But then the shower is too cold and I screech trying to get yeah. in. And, you know. so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Some of my teammates swear by it and like really enjoy it. And like, they do a good job of it, but like, I'm just a baby. Like, I do not like it. Like, it is not worth it for me because, you know, like, the thing about an ice bath is pretty much you have to get through, like, the first minute and then you're, like, pretty much numb. But it's getting through that first minute, which is just, like, it's, like, mental and physical torture. Like, my body, like like is like shaking and like gets all tense. And I'm like, what's the point of being in an ice bath if my body is this tense? And like, isn't that the opposite effect that it's supposed to be having? Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I don't, it's not something I normally do. Um, actually when we were in, when we were in, um, Sydney last year, it was like, um, it was like a hundred degrees. And wow. so we were all required after games to get in the ice bath just to bring our temperatures, like just to like get our internal cooling mechanisms, like back down to normal levels after playing in that heat. Like it was like a, it was, it wasn't just like a recovery thing. It was like an absolutely like a you, if you want your body to work in the next few hours, you really got to bring your temperature down, like oh, in between yeah. games. 
and that was like the worst. Like I was like, I don't have a choice. I have to be in this ice bath, but I was complaining so much. And it was just like <laughs> no amount of like distraction. Like you can have your phone with you. You can be in there with all your teammates. And it's just like no amount of distraction is enough for that first like minute until you're numb. Like I am just miserable. Yeah. You know, I haven't tried one in a very, very long time. I'm not sure that I, I need to or want to, but seriously, prop to your teammates who hop in there as if it's a, a, a day on the beach. No they, chance. They do it all the time. And I, I just, I'm just like, I don't think it's worth it for me. Like I will foam roll. I will stretch. Like I'll do all those types of things, but like the ice baths, like I know they're good for me. It's just, it's just. It's funny. I, have you? There's so many of these articles out there about the ten things every successful person does, or do these things before five a.m. And there's always the list about you have to have a cold shower. It's a cold shower. Day. Yeah. I I just kind of subscribe to that because let me tell you, I am a morning person. I, and we can go into the whole situation about being a morning person. And you know, I wake up chipper. I open my eyes and I leap out of bed that's amazing i'm so happy to be awake in the morning and i want everyone around me to be absolutely thrilled for the day and i absolutely am that annoying morning person i can totally level it down but i mean come on let's get the day started so if you put me in an ice cold shower i will absolutely be miserable for the rest of the day that will turn off the entire vibe for the day yeah, I mean, I don't know what the theory is behind it. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I'll, like, at the end of my shower, like, if it's been, like, really warm, I'll, like, turn into cold before I get out of the shower. But, like, taking a full cold shower is not something that no. I want to do either. And I'm a scorching hot shower kind of girl. Like, I need it scorching hot. Needs to, you know, my skin needs to be pink. And I think, you know what, I'm just going to say that you must – I'm going to describe a – cold shower to non-morning people might just change your attitude about the day. Maybe. I mean, it's probably a pretty good way to wake yourself up. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say I'm pretty, I'm like, maybe not like I, I'm jumping out of bed the first thing, but like, I I don't really have a big problem like waking up early or anything like that. Like I'm, I think I'm more of a morning person than I am like a late night person. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But uh, my thing is more like, you know, when I take a hot shower, I don't want to be, you know, you know, like when you get out of the shower and like you immediately start sweating. Yes. And it's like the under boob sweat. That's the worst. It's just like, I like just start fully sweating. So that's why like sometimes before I get out of the shower, I turn it really cold so that my body temperature is like lower when I get out of the shower so that maybe I won't start sweating immediately after getting out of the shower. So like, that's the only time I really am like, oh, like I'll go to cold shower before I get out. Like it'll be like my last rinse. I'll go cold shower. But taking a whole cold shower just sounds kind of torturous. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not for me. No. Not for me either. Well, speaking about torturous, I sold a couple things in my apartment. Um, I've just had these pieces of furniture for several years, and I've had the same layout because before COVID hit, I was traveling so frequently. I was traveling every week, and now I've you know have been staring at this furniture for several, several years. I'm, I'm talking the same furniture for about five years. And something like, this is getting stale. I need a refresh. Just in general, my life, my life needs a refresh right now. And I sold a couple items, Facebook Marketplace, never done it before. I was convinced I was either going to get kidnapped or drugged or something. Fair enough, <laughs> it's 
mine. I was not. <laughs> uh, you know, funny, coming back to the story, but I was on this trip somewhere by myself in Europe or something, met up with some friends that I had known through the internet. It was Twitter. And one of the guys had this little device that it's a tiny little thing. It's an alarm thing. It's like the most screeching alarm sound that comes out of this tiny little device. And he's like, you need to keep this with you. Oh, like a personal alarm. Yeah. Personal alarm. And so I've just carried this around with me. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to tuck this like onto my bra. So if they come close, I can just push it. And they will just run away. So like this was my whole strategy for selling the stuff. So I sell this stuff and I have this empty apartment, but in my mind I think about, okay, I need a new. So I sold this um, wall buffet table, which had like books in it. And I don't own a TV, by the way. I'm not sure if we ever discussed what? That. No. Um, so it was this cap and we can get back to the TV, but it had this cabinet and it had these little, um, it was very well decorated. And then I had this entryway table, sold that too. And, um, now I've decided, listen, I've got to redesign this whole thing. And so I found a few key pieces that are just stunning that I really love. And my very, very dear friend gave me a, a, a gift card just as a, Hey, life is good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, found a few key pieces and the first thing that was delivered was this entryway table bar cart and it's on these little wheels but it looks very industrial and it's out of wood and it came in a million pieces of course with 237 screws jesus and, uh, uh, i and, and during this time i'm realizing oh i need a drill to be able to put this together so i ordered this little mini drill kit and a, and a drill bit set and that arrives Anyway, so this box arrives. I can barely pick it up from outside the door to bring inside. I do that, lay it out, unpack everything. There's foam everywhere. Pick that all up, and the foam sticks to everything. Lay it all out, and then I figure out, oh, I must use one of these little drill bits. Takes me a minute to get this all together. And then I start doing it, and all the screw tops got uh, the – what do you call it? You – the, the, um, I stripped the screw thing. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get them out. I was so frustrated. I had the line everywhere in my apartment. I'm climbing over everything. It's like a jungle gym in here. Um, got my Zoom virtual background so you can't see the everywhere. Because <laughs> uh, now I'm sitting at my kitchen table. Anyway, long story short, torturous period later. I figure out I have the wrong drill bit. I think I had a call about it on Zoom and I was just like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I don't know what to do. So I had the Zoom tutorial with the, with the clients about how to put this together and uh, managed to put it together. And I'm absolutely thrilled about it. I'll send you a photo, but um, it's just super industrial, like a little bar card. I've styled it with some South African things and going to put some bottles of wine on it. And I'm very thrilled about it. So I'm feeling very proud of myself for being super handy. That, I mean... You went through it, but you got there in the end, and that's what's important for yeah. sure. That's such a that's a, such a sense of accomplishment, you know. Like building stuff, there's like nothing like building stuff with your hands. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited about it, and yeah. What? So, uh, so are you a big online shopper? Um, you know, I have become. I I buy quite a few things on Amazon which is just simple and easy to use. And, um, you know, there's a few, I don't, yeah, you know, I'm not a big shopper in general. Like I just don't really shop much. I don't go to malls. I'm just, you know, if I need something, I'll get it. I don't just go to shop. But if, you know, I'm, I'm super practical in that way. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that I am. So like I, so this is, so the last few weeks I've been like, I don't know, have been bad for me because I'm like the type of person where I won't, I'll go like a very long time without buying anything. Cause I'm like, you know, I have everything I need. I don't really need anything, but like, there are a lot of things that I'll like in the back of my mind be like, Ooh, I want that. Or like, Ooh, that's kind of cool. And, but I won't buy it unless I really need it. And until I get into these phases where it's just like, I cave on one thing that I want. And then it's like, I go down this rabbit hole of like, Oh, I, I buy a bunch of stuff. And then I come back to normal and then I won't do it for a long time. But it's like I cave like every like, I don't know, nine months, maybe I'll like cave and buy a bunch of stuff online and then I'll go back to normal and not buy anything. What are you buying? Appliances? No, usually clothes. Yeah. Like stuff that I don't really need. Like I like in the last few weeks, I've bought like two pairs of jeans and I'm like, where do I think I'm wearing any of these jeans? Like (laughs) (laughs) exactly. But like I, they were on sale and I was like, you know, like I I could use them someday, but I'm like, A, you know, I don't have a job where I have to wear jeans. I wear sports clothes every single day. Uh, B, I can't like, it's not like I'm going out anywhere because, you know, I'm in a bubble and it's COVID. And so I'm like, where in the world do I think I'm wearing any of these clothes? But I'm like, no, like this is a good idea. And so it's just like, (laughs) no, I'm with you. I... I, I'm with you like that. The clothes are hard for me to shop for online unless I know the specific brand and I always stick with that same brand and I can just buy it off the, off the rack. But clothes are hard and I just, if it's, if it's an easy return policy, that's fine. I don't mind. Um, and I think Amazon is easy like that, but you know, I just, uh, so I, I found and I can't wait to get this, but I bought this this desk because I'm really tired of sitting at my kitchen table, the, the counter. So I'm at an island. So my kitchen um, has this beautiful big island, which is significantly larger than many islands. And that's sort of like the focal piece, which is incredibly hilarious because I do not cook. Um, yes, we've been over that. Yes, we've, we've been through that. <laughs> gorgeous display for a cheese and charcuterie board. So True. I've kept it. And so I have my laptop on this counter and then I have my second monitor on here as well. It's such an eyesore for whomever. I don't know who the hell will see it, but for me it is. Um, and so I decided to get a proper desk. I mean, a small, small desk, but I wanted to have something that separates where I eat my dinner that comes with an easy warm-up solution or a salad. Mm-hmm. And I bought this desk that is a plane wing, a wing from a plane. Oh, wow. And it just has these – it's on a stand and it's just a small wing. and Well, it comes from a wing. It's not the actual wing because that would not fit in my apartment, but um, a piece of the wing. And I am so, so excited about this. So That's I think pretty this is- cool. I think we're going to need a photo of that. I can't really imagine – it. Yeah, I'll send a picture once it arrives. Um, I'm kind of dreading that I have to put this together. I had the option to ask a professional to put it together upon delivery. Um, and I opted out of that. Now I'm after my first soiree into putting together this bar cart. I'm terrified. So like when you're trying to pick out a desk, like how long does it take you to like pick out something like that? I had this in my mind that this is what I wanted and just happened to go with it. Really? So like yeah. you had you seen it before or like you just came up with it and you were like, I'm going to find that? 
Yeah. So I have this really large blank wall in my place, you know, where you would typically hang a TV. Yeah. Which is, we'll come back to that, but yeah. And I removed that, that buffet table that was against it. So that's clear. So I want to put, so I just envision that I'd have this big white wall behind me. And then I'm putting up this bookshelf because I have some great books I want to put in there and slide it with some plants. And then this plain type, this aviator, you would call it an aviator desk, aviator wing desk. So I have that. And then I um, figured that because I don't have a TV, it would be cool though to at least be able to broadcast like matches and games and things like that if you know that ever happened. And so I got this little mini projector. And so from my couch, I can position this mini projector onto this big plain wall. And I'm so thrilled about this. That is really cool. So I just so yeah, I don't I don't know. I I haven't had a TV for six years. So I, um, I absolutely don't know any pop culture references or TV show lines or anything. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like, I just, I don't know. I've just never, I mean, I grew up watching TV and stuff like that, but it was just never a, a thing for me to have. Like at the end of a day, I'm probably still, I'll either go for a run or a walk or something, come back, have a bit of dinner. And then I'm usually back in front of my computer, which is, terrible to say but that's that's really just how it's been uh i just like i i oh first of all really i'm at a loss for words um i was having this conversation though with one of my friends the other day because like i'm constantly quoting like movies and like tv shows um like to the extent that I was like, I was like, you know, sometimes I don't know if I'm actually coming up with words on my own or if I'm just taking everything I've seen yeah. and like, like applying them to the situation. Like, so, cause sometimes it's like such obs- obscure quotes that like no one gets or like sometimes it's like, you know, like some of my best friends um, are the ones that like we, we quote movies back and forth to, to each other like all the time. So like, I can't imagine like not having like half my brain filled with that kind of information. Yeah, I missed out on, I couldn't tell you one office character, I couldn't tell you one office line, um, parks and recreation, modern family, none of that. I mean, I, I think the only series I watched, and that was, you know, with a partner, was, a, was Billions. And that was it. I've watched that, I've watched it from start to finish, and that's it. Absolutely nothing else. Like, oh, and I started watching Breaking Bad. My phone ringtone is the Office theme song. Oh, I couldn't even tell you what that is. If I heard your phone ringing, I would not be able to tell you what that is. Like, I don't go an hour of my day without quoting The Office or Parks and Recreation. You like, I'm not even something to me, and it went way over my head. I'm sure I have. I mean, like, because I've seen The Office so many times. Like, I've talked about this many times. Like, I rewatch shows like continually and so like the office is like like when i can't sleep i'll turn the office on just for a soundtrack in the background to like put me to sleep because i've seen it so many times so like literally not i don't think an hour goes by that i don't quote the office in like some capacity if you put me in front of a tv i'm gonna be asleep in minutes like it is the most embarrassing thing like don't even think about asking me over to watch a movie i mean it's just not happening i'm going to be a fool i'm gonna fall asleep and i'm gonna be snoring too 
Oh my god! No, no I can't. I can't really fall asleep in front of a screen. Closed down. Like, thank God AMC's closed down because you take me to a movie, I'm gonna fall asleep. No, seriously. I like cannot fall asleep in front of a screen. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't fall asleep in front of my laptop, thankfully. But yeah, any TV, any movie, documentary. I mean, I want to watch it, but I can't. I just fall asleep because I'm go go go, and if I sit down to stop, I'm at cold. I just love. I don't know. I get so invested in whatever I'm watching that I will not fall asleep during it. Oh, like oh, yeah. so. Like I, I like falling asleep to like the sounds, but like I, I don't want the screen on. If that makes sense. Um, like one time, so one time we were on, um, like I don't remember where our family was, but I was sharing a room with my older brother, um, and he always falls asleep like with the TV on. And so there was this one night where like he had turned the TV on and like we were watching, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like some dumb thing and he fell asleep during it. So then I was like, okay, well now I'm going to turn the TV off so that I can fall asleep because I can't fall asleep with like the light in the room. And then I wake up two hours later because he's turned the TV back on to fall back asleep. So like we just went through this like back and forth all night of like him turning the TV on, me turning it off, him turning it on, me turning it off. And I was just like, I just cannot fall asleep with a screen on. I just can't do it. it. It'll just keep me awake. I get too invested in whatever is on TV. Oh, my gosh. No, I um, and for me, TV is to watch sports and I want to watch it at a bar. I want to watch it with friends. It's for the ambiance, like just the camaraderie. Like that's for me is TV, which is so bizarre. I don't even know where that came from. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, mean, I like watching sports, obviously. Like, it's a huge part of my life. But, like, I love having dumb TV on in the background while I do basically anything, too. <laughs> do you watch reality TV? Rarely. Rarely. Um, I'm I'm way more of, like, a big uh, sitcom person. Like, The Office and Parks and Rec, I've seen, like, both of them, like, so many times through. Like, Friends I've seen. I actually just, or uh, Shit's Creek, I just did that one uh, at the recommendation of a ton of people. Um, I actually just started watching Seinfeld for the first time. Oh. In the last few weeks. So that's my new one, is I'm working my way through that. And it's... Obviously, it's like 90s n- nostalgia a little bit. And it's just, it's funny to watch now because, like, first of all, I think it's very. 90s nostalgia. Were you even a 90s kid? I was born in 94. Okay. Okay. But, like, I've, I feel like I've. I've watched enough friends to understand some 90s nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but just, like,. It's, I th- it is really a show about nothing. It's literally a show about, like, you know, just, like, everyday stuff, which I think is, like, incredibly funny because I'm, like, people still have these kinds of conversations nowadays. Like, these are all still, like, Yay. real things. But then also the other side of it is, like, so many of their problems that they have could just be solved by cell phones. And, <laughs> and it's so interesting to, like, really, like, watch the world before cell phones because, like, you know, I got my first cell phone when I was in what sixth grade so like i didn't really live any of like most of my life without a cell phone oh my gosh i can't even imagine you know my freshman year in college i didn't have a cell phone yeah no that's wild crazy is that so we had these dorm phones that were just hooked up to yeah you you wouldn't even have to dial the whole number you just dialed the last four numbers and that was your your dorm number 
You could go in all the dorms, right? And that's how you made plans. You would, it's, oh my God, I can't even believe I'm having this conversation, but it's, you would dial your friends and say, okay, I'm going to meet you there at three o'clock. And we said, okay, great. And then you went. Yeah, that's, there's so much more trust in that than there is in cell phones. Oh, I mean, can you believe, I mean, that was how it really was. There was no such thing as ghosting. People didn't just not show up. You just told them, hey, I'm going to see you at this time. I'll be there. Or, hey, I'm going to pick you up at this time. And people did that. Right. Well, so, yeah. Well, the, well, just like the, the other the other day I was watching this episode of Seinfeld. And he had to, like, um, he wasn't going to be able to make a movie with his friends. But he had no way of telling them that without going all the way down there, telling them that he couldn't go, and then going back to, like, um, like the show he had. And I was like, that's insane. Yeah, that's an insane amount of effort to like be like, hey, I can't come hang out. I have to come tell you I can't can't hang out and then go back to what I was doing. Like, that's insane. That's crazy. I mean, there was no like WhatsApp wasn't around. I couldn't even phone internationally. I had to go to this international cafe to buy a phone card to be able to phone my parents. And I was only able to phone them once a week because it was so expensive. And then I had to phone them from the landline and enter in 57 digits to be able to reach them. Yeah, I cannot even imagine that. Like, it's such a different world. Like... It's so wild. And then it's like meeting people. How do you meet people? Well, you meet them in the wild. Like, where else would you meet them? Yeah, right? Now you would never meet anyone in the wild because, one, their heads are down, buried in their cell phones, or they're sitting, you know, or they're talking or something. Or, heaven forbid, you meet someone in the wild, like, to go on a date. Like, that just does not happen. You meet people, like, on dating apps and stuff. Because, like, how else do you meet people? Like, in the Delta you know, waiting lounge or at the Whole Foods hot bar. I mean, these are right. ideas and goals here, folks. Right. Well, so a big goal of mine has been to really like get my screen time down on my phone. Yeah. But so I'm still, you know, kind of cheating because like I'm watching TV, but like it's been a goal of mine to watch TV without like having my phone in my hand and mindlessly oh, scrolling while I'm watching TV. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> But I'm actually really enjoying like watching a show from the 90s where they don't have cell phones and like being like, that's how life like really should be. Like it's so much more of a genuine connection between people um, like when you're with people and not on your phone. Like it's almost like inspiring me a little bit on my goal to get my screen time down. So I've actually really enjoyed that aspect of it. No, absolutely. Because it is, it's so true. And you can hide behind that screen. You don't have these proper conversations. You, people just don't contact you. You can't wonder what's happening. And then I read so much into text messages. Like if friends text something back, I can read immediately how their mood is. Yes. I am. And I'm absolutely emotionally tied to this, which is ridiculous, but I am. I can't even, you know, lie about this. And, you know, for example, like if you don't send me a sweet kissy face emoji, I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It is. And like, you know, there's so many really great things about like, you know, technology and like you know it's so much easier for me to be in california and like keep in touch with my friends back home and my family and everything um like via my phone but like for so many other ways like 
in person, I feel like it's destroyed a lot of our like ability to interact with people in front of us. And like, that's where I'm like trying to be better. Like that's like one of my goals for like the next year is to like really be better about like staying off my phone when I'm around people that yeah. like, I, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing when we do get around people, we bring out our phones. Yes. Which is like, it's like why it, yeah, it's, which I, yeah, that's like a real, a real thing of mine that I am trying to get better at now. Yeah, And and for me, it's sort of like, if I'm going with friends, I really want to be more mindful about not having my phone on the table because that's like an uninvited person that's at the table with you. Right. It's a, just a distraction that's always sitting there. It's like just knowing that like, you know, if, if there's any lull in conversation, like it's not the end of the world, but like so many times it's like we have a lull in conversation and like you pick up your phone. Like it's just an instinct Absolutely. to like turn to something else. Yeah. And I mean, if you book this time with him, who else are you important with? And I think that's so important is if, yeah. you know, early on, I think when people are hanging out or friends or whatever, you don't necessarily bring out that phone, but then it becomes casual. And then folks think it's fine to just suddenly bring out their phone. I just don't see why I'm, I don't know. I really need to, and I want to get back to that idea of not having my phone tethered to my hand when I'm with people. Yeah. yeah. Especially in, in what I do day to day. Um, but I just, I know I need to work on that respect for other people and time and it's just, yeah. It's really hard though. It is really hard. Yeah. Like I, I always like, I get like kind of stressed when I don't have my phone. I'm like, well, what if something happens? Like, or like, you know, what if somebody needs me? And I'm like, you know, like 99% of the time, it is not vital that I respond to that, that message the second I get it. You know what I mean? And I always feel like that. Um, I always feel like I should. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not nine times out of 10. It's not that important and it can wait, you know? 30 minutes, it can wait an hour, you know, like it doesn't have to be instantaneous. And I think that that's like a, a, something that I'm trying to break. Yeah, totally. I'm going to work on my screen time this week too. Yeah. I think it's a really good goal. So like that is like, it's been like been my new thing is like, I'm really like, I, I set time limits. Like my Instagram has a time limit. My Facebook has a time limit. Like my Twitter has a time limit. Like I've set limits for myself so that like, it'll kick me off. So I'll at least know. And then I'm trying to like, keep it under like um, a certain amount every day and bring it down mm-hmm. week to week. You know, I'm really trying to get better at it. Yeah, totally. Well, let's go for it. We'll have to check in on that next week. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good goal, especially because, like, you know, I am around, like, so many people that I want to be around. Like, like I said earlier, like, you know, I'm around my teammates all the time. Like, what? <laughs> who do I need to be talking to, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's been a big thing of mine. My other new goal is, especially being in San Diego, so my other new goal is to uh, chase more sunsets. Ooh. Yeah. I know they have some epic sunsets and views. Yeah, they do. And it's like really cool. Um, so there's this place, it's literally called Sunset Cliffs and like yeah. a ton of people go to watch the sunset, but like, because you know, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to watch the sunset, like, uh, set over the actual horizon, you know, like where the, wa- like set over the water too. Yeah. And it's amazing. And so mm-hmm. like, and, and I also like, th- behind the ocean, like as it goes down. What? It sort of like dips behind the ocean. Suddenly just. Yeah. Dips- yeah, it's really cool. It's beautiful. 
And it's really, I found it to be really calming. So that's something that I'm now trying to do more often is like actually like, like get to watch the sunset, like, and it's just like a nice, like calming way to kind of end the day sometimes after like the hecticness that is life. (laughs) Yeah, sure. It's a new one. (laughs) Hecticness. Is that a word? Well, that's your goal. I want to see some sunset pics this weekend if you can catch any. Oh, I have a. I've been taking a bunch, but yeah, I'll 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 keep you updated on them. Cool. I'm going to a fundraiser this weekend. Um, for how does that work? Um, it's a socially distant fundraiser, really small, a number of people for the South African vineyards and wineries that have been absolutely plummeted by um. COVID. And so they had to shut down all production. South Africa had a ban on all alcohol sales during the early months of um, COVID. So they suffered tremendously and they couldn't even export. So now they can get back to exporting. And so they are raising funds for this um this charity in South Africa, which I am all about and thrilled to be part of it. So I'll be going to that, um, which I'm super excited about. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Should be fun. Good cause, yeah. (laughs) And then we have Halloween coming up soon. So are you doing anything or should we chat about that next time? I'm not doing anything for Halloween. Oh, okay. Well, is that, wait, was that the question? Halloween, that's a Halloween conversation, folks. Wait, I, no, I didn't hear your question. <laughs> Are you doing, you're not doing anything for Halloween. Uh, we have Halloween practice as a team, which will be really, it'll be, uh, so that's going to be the second day that our whole team's all together. So like we'll all show up to practice in costume, which will be pretty funny. Ooh, okay. Do you have a costume? Yes, we talked about this. What are you going as? I didn't know it was a practice as well. Well, we don't. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, they have like a little bit of a. So I actually we didn't do it last year because we weren't actually here for Halloween. But they have like a co- like a Halloween costume contest every year, apparently, oh. um, like the team does. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I cat was kind of out of the bag. I was kind of trying to keep it a secret. The Halloween oh, costume. We don't have to talk about it. But no. Well, I already posted a video oh. in costume a few weeks ago. Um, so my best buddy and I are going to be, uh, Talladega Knights, um, Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr. Oh my gosh. Is that what it's for? Oh, I love yes. It. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. A nice little mix of, uh, yeah. Amazing things that you can buy online and Amazon, just yeah. a little bit of a plug, but yeah. So we got like, we decided to do it a few months ago. Cause like, that's one of those movies that we quote to each other all the time. And we were like, dude, we should be. The, like this is what we should be for Halloween because um, we always say shake and bake like all the time and stuff like that so you know we bought the full suits like I got like the like glue for the mustache like full full commitment um, to the outfit so um, it's going to be pretty exciting I'm, I'm, it's like I'm not usually a huge Halloween person I don't really love dressing up but like the, yeah. I'm like really amped for this one I am definitely not a Halloween person um, so I think I'm going to pass on this one too you don't like dressing up? No, I no, I'm not a Halloween fan at all. I just don't like it. I'm not usually either, but like when I have like something funny like this or like a good costume, like I'm into it. But like yeah. normally it's not really my thing either. Yeah, yeah. No, not my thing. Not gonna be my thing this year. Um not sure what the plan is, but I'm sure I'll have a plan for you next week. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, because it is. It's <laughs> it's next Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Halloween. We want to know what everyone's dressing up as and see pictures. Yeah, send us your best ones. And send me your favorite movie lines and uh, TV series that I, that that you love. <laughs> yeah, got to get that engagement, and you got to start watching more TV. Apparently, yeah, totally. Okay, that, I've got my marching orders for next week. Screen time and TV, just not That's TV good. on your phone, because then that impacts your screen time. <laughs> I am on it. I'm on it. Awesome. Well, I think that is a wrap for today we covered so much about your training recovery building furniture that comes in a flat box halloween screen time tv how we survived and made friends without cell phones yeah it was a good week awesome i'm looking forward to chatting next week and uh i'm gonna put some polls up on social and see where we all lie in the halloween thing and also with tv and favorite tv shows too sounds like a plan can't wait to see your responses guys 